Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Book in the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking Saturday night on TBS from March the 19th, 1988. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hard Body Hopper. Doc is back from his international voyage to Mexico, where he drank filthy water, got a stomach bug, vomited everywhere, and then drank some more liquor and vomited everywhere again. Doc, you made it back home safe. What's up, man? Viva la Mexico. We should just give Texas back to them, right? You know, fucking uh, Germany uh, wanted to do that. Wait, what? During uh, <laughs> it was a uh, world, it was uh, World War Two. Said, okay, you know, we'll think about it. And then they ran ran straight to us and said, bro, just guess what the Germans just fucking told us. So, needless to say, Mexico said, fuck you. How could it have turned out different? Wow. Yeah. Our good friends, the Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Doc, did uh, Hopper break up just now when he was telling us? Oh, story very bad. You, you got to know something here. We're fighting through a lot here tonight, uh, Army members. Uh, Harper is on the verge of a hurricane. Uh, Mike and I are dodging windstorms and tornadoes, I think, in the Dallas area. The mere fact that we're getting this show together is a modern miracle. That's right. You know? I'm dealing with problems right now with this storm. I got to, I've, I've gotten damaged from it. I got to rebuild my hairline, buy my fucking t-shirt. See, please. Yeah. Please buy, buy some Harper t-shirts. I agree. Please go on the pro wrestling tees, go to our store and buy some t-shirts. If you don't know what the link is, just search book in the territory on pro wrestling tees, or you can just look in the link in the show description of this episode. And it'll say, BTT Pro Wrestling Just type in book in the fucking territory. Why does this have to be explained to people? Week after week. I mean, go to the little search bar and put book in the territory. And ta-da, there's all the goddamn shirts. Isn't that crazy that you have to explain it? I say, well, oh, well, oh, where can they find you? I'm on Facebook. They say, well, go on Facebook. Shit, he's breaking up. This is gold. Oh, that, 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 slash. Tell me, go on Facebook. Just my fucking name in. But they say, no, go type in Facebook.com slash blah, blah, blah. No, bro. Go on Facebook and just type my fucking name in. Boom. <laughs> there, there it is. I mean, fuck. You, you all right there, pal? <laughs> he's fucking I just, I just hate that shit. 
Don't let social media get you down, man. You fuck. That will never happen. I guess. I mean, I I just choose to not do it, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Hopper, you're, I think I know how you're doing. You just cut a promo on people not being able to find things on Facebook. I'm still breaking up? A little bit. What the fuck? Yeah. What it was was... Well, here, let's ask the $64,000 question. Is it the hurricane or... Harper, did you restart your computer? No. Hmm. That'll cause it from time to time. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will. Mm-hmm. It's like a Harper's... lot of memories being used and stuff, but... Well, nobody's got yeah. time for that now. All right, so... uh Let's talk about some things here, and then we'll get. Can y'all hear that? No, we can't hear the thunder and stuff. I know it's coming down because I can hear it on my fucking roof. I'm scared. And the lightning okay. strikes, burn, dun, dun. burn that. And the thunder rolls. Oh, yeah. Hold on. And the lightning and, strikes. And the thunder <laughs> roll. How's it go? Fuck, I forgot. God, that song was so fucking. That song was everywhere. It was I don't Tim know. Horner, it was in Tim Warner's mouth. Yeah. Give me a break. Oh, yeah. I sure deserve it. Give me a break. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. I just want you to know, Hopper, I, uh, I I can't get that damn song out of my head now ever since that video was posted by uh, uh, Mr. Angel on our Facebook group. Uh, yeah. Give me a break. Oh, yeah. I sure <laughs> deserve it. Oh. Well, Lance knew yeah. all about that shit, huh? Mm, Lance. Yeah. Jesus. Lance. And the thing is, you knew he didn't have to Google it. He he fucking just knew it off the top Bro. of his fucking head like he just watched it yesterday. Are we still Spit talking about him? Is he still a thing? <laughs> For everybody out there, we had a long discussion about Lance on our pre-show. Uh, Lance, we love you. Uh, but Lance went nuclear last week when he said Arn Anderson was just okay. So, yeah, there we have it. But anyway, we're, we're, I got yeah, a shout out. We like him more than he likes Arn Anderson, which is ridiculous because we don't really like him. <laughs> Shout out to disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, and Mike Childry. Thank you for your generous patronage each and every month. Uh, we appreciate it. And if you're not a patron, become one at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Doc and I have the Jim Crocker Promotions Clash of Champions 1 coming up. We are basically a week and a day away from that at this point. So it is literally just about on the doorstep. Doc, you got any Docaholic spotlights? Uh, what's going on, man? I don't know if it's a spotlight or whatever, but I do think we need to discuss what has happened to our show because not only has Lance been talking about Arn Anderson, but we also recently had a drop show with what is it, Glassy, Classy, Frassy, Blassy? Harper, you haven't heard this, have you? No. With, with the Halloween Havoc? An hour and 40 minutes. These two drunk soul brothers get on the horn and start going Damn. so the hennessy was flowing on my end i won't lie but you know that was because uh classy blassy he said hey man let's get drunk and record an episode but i wasn't like shit-faced or anything um i don't think we were like really drunk were we i wasn't well y'all kept wandering off the page and talking about bret hart <laughs> and sasha banks and then harper this is the part where I, my ears perked up Blassy Classy Flassy says to Mike, I hope our listeners don't mind me saying that. <laughs> uh, wait, whose listeners? 
Whose <laughs> listeners are we talking about here? He's a part of the army. Okay. So he's a listener. Yeah, of course. I'm surprised you don't have something to say about uh, Unconvinced Ray, Doc. Oh, what was that? <laughs> he, he, went, he, he, went full in, he went full in on Lance. <laughs> what? What? I, I don't even remember what he said. Because here's a guy over here that can really drink during a show and, and make it happen. So, But I don't remember. Unconvinced Ray gets the spotlight because he went in hard on Lance. I don't remember what it said, but even it, it drew Mulkey in. So, and Fritz. So there you go. Go look it up on Twitter. See, I don't tell them exactly what the address is. I don't tell them exact instructions. People need to figure this stuff out for themselves. Just like Harper and I were saying earlier, just type some shit into the internet and see what happens. Harper, wait, wait. I got to. Yeah, he sent I mean, this. God damn. Do I got to drive over to your house and, and enter the shit in your browser for you? Fucking figure it out. <laughs> he sent this to, to me and Harper, the BTT Twitter and Harper's Twitter. He said, this is Brother Dave Unconvinced Ray, who we brought back from the dead. He said, is Lance getting a little uppity of late? Between name dropping and bragging about his chair collection, oh, and his comedy stylings, I believe he needs to be told in no uncertain terms where he sits. Somewhere between the T-Rex and Mike's gay brother-in-law. That's nice. Fritz von, <laughs> von Malky j- chimes in and goes, damn, that was stiff. Brother Dave responds with, tough love, Fritzy." Tough, rock, hard, throbbing, veins, bulging, purple love. The kind Ronnie Garvin measures out. Lance will thank me one day. Fritz von Malky says, that's hot. Brother Dave responds, right now Lance is walking, talking, is a walking, talking smorgasbord of fresh organs for BTT hierarchy to harvest anytime they need a kidney or a lung. I'm here to help him be the best Lance he can be. Sounds like you picked the wrong person to do a show with. You need to this is slide awesome. in. You need to slide into tomorrow and do a patron show with that guy whose life he owes completely to us. This is awesome, actually. He well, went you know, on to say, "Well, ain't just like Deborah McMichael. He's like, she's like, well, I can just prance around like I'm one of the guys, but you're not." Mm. Wow. Go, go mm. play with your programs and your. SMU pin it when they beat, you know, fucking TCU in 1985 and go fantasize about that shit. I, weren't they already on the death penalty by then? I, I don't guess. think so. Not by 85. That was like 87, huh? Oh, That's okay. when the SWAC conference uh, yeah. collapsed and, and they, when the the Big 12 formed. and Yeah. Yeah. I told, I told think, SMU to go away. Or. Right. Yeah. And Arkansas joined. Uh, SEC and and so on. I know right, my shit, well, there's bro. Your college, there's your college football today. Yeah, I know uh, my Arkansas shit. Arkansas didn't join the SEC until the '90s, but we'll we'll let that one slide. It was a '91. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, let's get into. Hey, there's Saturday. Tommy Rogers for goddamn sake. There he is. Uh, hold on, let's get into Saturday night. Are y'all ready to do that portion? Of I can't show? wait. All right, so we're doing Saturday Night on TBS, March 19, 1988. We are, like I said, a week and a day away from the clash. So we got this episode of Saturday Night. We got one more, and then the following day is the clash. So you will have a clash coming up on Patreon for all you $5 tier and above. That's tinyurl.com slash BTT. The show kicks off. Uh, it's hot here with the way it kicks off. The Fantastics and the Midnight Express are wrestling. Uh, and then we head to the studio with Tony, Jr., and David. And then we get some news that Gary Hart is here with Al Perez. 
And then JR reminds us that the Crockett Cup is coming up as well. So we got the Clash and then the Crockett Cup. Lots going on in the territory. Uh, Doc, uh, your ears perk up when you heard Gary Hart and Al Perez? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're going to talk more about that later. We're also going to talk about this match more later. So I, I think we should just go ahead and hit it. Boy, this was good shit, huh? Jesus Christ. Now, that's fucking crowd reaction. That's yeah, not a bunch it, of fucking... Hey, hey, you know what? Those guys are all midgets compared to me, but you know what? They're all built. Right. They look like athletes. Yeah. They look like they work at fucking GameStop. Fucking Bobby Fulton works big. Tommy Rogers works big. Yeah, they're short. They can't do anything about it except work big. Hubbard, you know, that part where we were talking, we were trying to get Doc back on the line because of the weather issues we're having here. Um, the the people out there don't know what you're talking about when you say none of these guys look like they work at GameStop. Do you do you need to elaborate on that to give some context? What I'm to saying that? is there's just so many guys that are quote unquote in the business and they're little skinny fucking kids and they look like they sell video games at fucking GameStop. And that's what I miss about this look shit. Look at that, that smile. Look at that look at him. He just shot yeah. Tony a look. Yeah. Will you let Harper finish his story and then I'll freeze well, it on Jim I, Ross Harper, there and Harper, do, do we have any wrestlers in particular that you're talking I'm, about? I mean, there's a million of them. Okay. Are you referring to guys like Joey Janela, the young boy? Yeah, yeah, fucking those. Yeah, we can start with that. Okay. <laughs> they fucking look like they work at, at GameStop or they work at other assistant managers at fucking Hot Topic. And if you were to point those guys out and say, hey, you see that guy there? That guy's a professional wrestler. You'll be like, no, no he's not. Because they don't look like it. There is nothing about them that says, I'm a professional athlete or a professional fighter. And that's what I miss about the shit I grew up on. And I know y'all, don't, y'all shit on the fucking WWF, but at least all those motherfuckers were fucking huge. They were jacked up to the gills. I don't care how in the fuck they got there and what the fuck they took to get it. But you know what? They fucking, they were all huge. It was like a federation of fucking road warriors. And they they all look the part. And if you were to say, you see that guy, uh, Dino Bravo? That guy's a pro wrestler. Oh, that makes sense because look at him. He looks like he lives inside a gym and he's fucking jacked up to the gills. That makes sense. And when you watch these fucking dudes now, bro, it's like, I mean, nothing about you says you're an athlete. Boogie, nothing about you says computers <laughs> or technology. And it's just, and it, it's, and you can <laughs> at, at least go get fucking jacked, you know, go to the gym and fucking live fucking. Get on life. a cycle or something for God's I mean, something. Sakes. I mean, you know, drink a protein shake every now and then and. Here's the thing, bro. I'm no, Maybe if you stopped having to go to the doctor to get yourself fixed up after rolling around in thumbtacks and broken ice, and you hit a gym every other day, maybe we wouldn't be having this discussion. You know what this shit reminds me of? It's like Marilyn Manson. You know why Marilyn Manson was spitting blood and he wore all that dumb shit? Because he couldn't fucking sing. He couldn't sing or dance or play a fucking instrument. So, so that's how he had to get over. Like doing shock shit. And that's what these assholes are. It's mm. the same thing. They can't wrestle. They have no body. They can't wrestle. They don't know how to work. They don't get psychology. But you know what? I can roll around a thumbtack. So that's that makes me a pro wrestler. No, it doesn't. It makes you a fucking asshole. <laughs> here, here. 
the fuck? <laughs> I don't know what else. I mean, shit. Should we just forget the show, hit the tagline, and go on home? Pauper's is coming in hot early, bro. He's just fired up. <laughs> oh shit! But where is he wrong? Just like Art Anderson, where is it? What lie did he tell? Look, look, and we're going to talk about it in just a minute anyway. Gary Hart looks like a man that would do harm to you if he yes. had the chance. I mean, bro, that's like me, dude. Like, I'm not, I mean, I know I'm not built like a fucking Abrams tank. I, I used to be, but not anymore. But I'm still 6'1 and 270 pounds. And I know I could kick the fuck out of any one of those little fucking shitheads if they pissed me off enough. Yeah. Let's get that match in the ring. Let's get it in the ring. Oh, I love it. Harper's love been it. feasting on a diet of special people for the last couple of years. And now, he's, now he's ready to start picking on GameStop employees. Actually, he's picking on wrestlers when he says that, but so be it. All right, uh, Doc, you want to describe the way Jim Ross is looking at Tony Schiavone in the opening of this show? He's looking at him like... A hungry man looks at a steak. Like, I'm going to have your job before this shit's over. <laughs> and with that said, we will keep the show moving. Again, uh, they mentioned Al Perez and Gary Hart. All right, so we go to the first match. It is the Varsity Club, uh, Kevin Sullivan, Rotunda, and Steiner. Um, they defeat, well, they defeat Ryan Wagner and Keith Steinborn. Steiner is just out there punishing these guys. Um, Harper, you, you got any thoughts on, on, on this, uh, and Steiner and whatnot? Steiner is just destroying this guy. There's a p- part when he throws him to the ropes and he gives him the shoulder tackle that looks like it's fucking devastating. Now that German looks bad, but that guy took it exactly how you're supposed to. Hmm. Harper's giving a fucking seminar here tonight. Yeah. So that me, guy, no, no, no. that was a Let's perfect way. It to take a German suplex. He took it. Uh, well, I, mean, really yeah. good, but... I mean, look how he lands. It's perfect. He lands on the shoulder blades. But, uh, yeah, when they show it during the... Yeah. And then he's like, he's playing the fucking guitar. <laughs> 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 you know, none of that was scripted. No one told him to do that. <laughs> Yep, and we're and we're all the better for having it having had it happen. Yes, uh, Doc, you got any thoughts from this match? Man, I, yeah, it's going to bleed into the next interview. I don't know if you're planning to play it, the, and I don't have anything necessarily that is interview. The interview was kind of weird. The match is great, man. My note was the Varsity Club is awesome here. Yeah. Oh, and I, and. I noticed uh, that's a different uh, Syracuse jacket he was wearing. Apparently, he must have two of them, if not more. Very observant. I didn't even notice it. Yeah, because I know one of them, I think the one we did with with, uh, Lance, it said S-U or or U-S, and this one was just a big big S. Ah. Well, I am like both of y'all. The Varsity Club is very entertaining. I am going to play it, Doc, because these two sons of bitches are hilarious in this promo. And by two sons of bitches, I mean Rotunda and Steiner and what they say. So let's go to the Varsity Club. This is after they defeated Ryan Wagner and Keith Steinborn. Varsity! 
You and your men are sick. Well, David Crockett, I don't believe so. I have a lot of things to comment today on. First of all, the Vossie Club does exactly what they say they're going to do. We didn't talk about weeks and weeks about, about what sixth graders were coming to town, and when the sixth graders arrived, my team got beat. That didn't happen to the Varsity Club. What Dusty Rose now talks about the superpower. I'm over here. I'm on this side. Get on the other side. No, I'm right here. You leave me alone. I'm right here. I want to go, man. Hey, come on! Get over there! I have complete command because of Robbie! Okay, Lawrence! I'm gonna tell your name too! You can see what is happening is the design. Okay, I gotta pause it right there. I'm sure y'all both caught it. Yeah. What is he calling? Well, he called he Steiner called Rotunda Lawrence. Uh but um, Rotunda calls Steiner Robbie. <laughs> so they're just out there just fucking spilling the real names out. And they're just out there having shit. a good time, bro. They yeah. are. Give a fuck. <laughs> Great. It's awesome, man. They're just, they're just fucking goofballs. And I, that was the main part I wanted to play from it because, it, like, Sullivan's like the, the parent trying to, like, deal with just two kids who won't you know, calm the hell down. This is you freaking know, fantastic. You know, he, he, he reminds me of a, a, a big time college football coach, like a Nick Saban. And he knows he has these, these fucking two guys, a fucking pedigree players, but they're fucking idiots and they're fucking off the chain. But he, he still deals with them because he knows they're fucking winners and, and, and they're going to take them to the top. And he's trying to do his best to kind of, you know, keep him from fucking exploding. That's a great analogy um, of Sullivan dealing with these two. Uh, Doc, you got anything else from it? I just, it's funny that, I agree with Harper, but it's funny that it's that Sullivan is in this role. I mean, he's not known as a co- college Type, I, it's just I I don't know. I'm thoroughly entertained by these guys. Well, well, what's his college? The Who, college, of, yeah. Wasn't he a college guy too? No, huh? Well, if you know, send it to Harper on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> send it to Mike Mills. Send it to Lance. <laughs> send it to Lance. <laughs> <laughs> Send it to Lance. This is what I want y'all to do. I want y'all to go on YouTube and download every Arn Anderson promo and send that <laughs> shit to Lance. That's y'all's That's fucking a- mission. Convince Lance that that Arn that is a great promo. Exactly. So get wait. Look at that jacket. Why do you need that many buttons on a jacket? That's stupid. Fucking you know what he looks like a a, a ship captain, like a carnival cruise. That's line. what I thought. <laughs> they are talking about Jim Ross right here um for those not watching on Patreon. Yes. Um That's funny. That's a nice rib you're trying to pull on Lance. Lance, we love you, man. We're just messing with you. And with that said, uh the Varsity Club is fantastic, man. They're just it's Sullivan. He's got these big goons that are, you know, 
five-star athletes from college. It's it's fabulous what Sullivan is doing with these guys because these guys were basically going nowhere without this, and now they're going everywhere, in my opinion. It's just really good stuff. So we go from that to the to the to this big match that they got and it's the Fantastics versus the Midnight Express. And this is this is the first time at least on Saturday night we're seeing the Fantastics. So to me, my main note here is these guys, Bobby and Tommy, they make a fabulous splash into the promotion. And that was my big note amongst other things. But uh Doc, I guess I'll throw it to you first because this is just really really good. This is really good. Um this is a big crowd, first of all. I really thought um, that Coddle and JR did a great job getting over the competition factor here. You know, we get lauded a lot of times by our fans for, you know, talking about this shit like it's real or an athletic competition. This was presented that way. And the announcers did a big part in that. Um, and as great as this was, and oh by the way, this is a Saturday night, you know, Saturday night match. As great as this was, we got another one coming at the Clash that's even better. Boy, no shit. No. And, and shit really, they that. did their job here because if because it sets up the Clash, and so they're not talking in the building; they're they're wrestling them in the building. But yeah, so in the thing is. I, I, I was I'll say, man, what the fuck they're gonna do here? They're gonna throw them out the ring. Those people are up too. Yeah. Um. This it's is hot a beautiful in there. crowd. Bobby's this all is, sweaty. This is a great crowd. When they do that wide shot, it really, really looks like old school Southern wrestling. You got the ring lit up, and there's not all the lights and shit in the in the background, and you know all the different colors looking like rainbow bright splattered across the arena. It's a really, really good scene. But but Doc's right. They got after it. Harper, what did you have from this? That that this reminds me of the of of, of the Rock and Roll Express. Of how much they're fucking behind these guys. If you've ever heard Cornette talk about the Fantastics, he'll tell you that the feud that they had with the Fantastics was just as good. Everybody recognizes the Rock and Roll Express as more though because they were first. Yeah. But he praises the feud they have with the Fantastics. Praises it. If he, I've heard him talk about it on the drive-thru a couple times years and years ago. Uh, and again, I mean, Bobby and Tommy were professional. I mean, they, these guys had a lot of chemistry together. And you, I don't know if you'd realize that just kind of watching it this first match. Here's the other thing, and we didn't really say this. Man, they sure the hell do a good job. Look at that wide shot. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That's just... That beautiful shot of them wide wrestling, just great. But um, this is their first time, at least on Saturday night. It's like, God, that's a hell of a splash against the U.S. champs. These guys have been champs for 10 months. What a freaking, you know, this is great. So um, they were booked strong. Um, they end up winning a non-title match. I'm going to actually, Harper, do you have anything else? And I'm going to go to a finish if you don't. No, yeah. You go to finish. Oh God, he takes this shit twice. Fuck that. Bobby Fulton takes the move that the Midnight does, where they drape you over the top rope, and then Stan or Bobby Eaton comes behind you and jumps and lands on your back. He takes that shit twice, which is even better because sympathy is the name of the game. So, 
Uh, Doc, you got anything while I'm trying to go fast forward to the finish? It, this thing looked like a struggle. These guys were working hard for the advantage at every turn. And it's been a while, in all honesty. I mean, hey, I, I was still watching World Class when the Fantastics were here, so I've seen plenty of Fantastics in my life. But it's been a while. And, man, they got better fire than I remember. Date? Yeah. This was good. This was good. So what Doc and, and Well, here's the thing. As a kid, because, you know, you don't – we've already we've already established that our timelines were off as kids. We thought the horse, original horsemen were together for six or seven years. Yeah. <laughs> they were together for one afternoon. I always viewed the Fantastics as just a cheap, you know, minor league version of the rock and roll. But when you go back here and you look at the Clash and you start to look at it through these eyes that are older, I think we're going to reassess the Fantastics' place in the in the in all of this after we're done. That's why I said what Corny says about them. Now, I, I will tell you, I don't think they're the greatest at promos, but man. Okay, so I'm going to ask, well, I'm going to save the question for later, but their their biggest problem, I think, is that their appearance is they got, Fulton has the blonde hair and he's the seller. Rogers has the, the more, they look like Morton and Gibson. If you just kind of. That's nice. Both of his eyes are straight. Hey. Jesus. But, but he has that mole on his face. Oh. oh Who and, he had to ride the, face? and he had to ride in the car with the menace one time. Who, no, Tommy doesn't have... I don't know what that is on his face in this episode. He doesn't have a mole on his face. Oh. But he did ride in a car with you once, right? He was in the car with me a couple of times. <laughs> was Tommy Rich there? No, no, no. Was Rob Tommy Price Rogers. there? Uh, One time he was, but not not the time you're thinking of in that story I told you. Rob was not in the car with us. It was just me and Tommy. I sure hope not. That sounded dirty. Well, no, I mean, the, I'll tell the story one day, but not right now. Okay, so let me play the finish because it's fire. Here it is. They got a double team Fulton as they've got him. Stan's got to hold him up, slams him to the mat. The patented move now to express. Wait a minute, here comes Rogers. Drag him out of the way. He moved him out of the way. Look at that crowd. So as you can see, the crowd so wins and it. So wins and losses don't matter, huh? I mean, look at that. Shit. Dude. Look, look, look at that. That's a genuine reaction where they're glad they got the one, two, three. Because it they meant don't. something. Because it meant something to them. Jesus Christ, it's not that uh, fucking hard. And there's now, not one fat virgin there. You ever notice that? That's like that's like real people. Grandma and grandpa had to fuck sometime to get these grandchildren out. Now that that's was non title. Those people are fucking missing from today's wrestling. Why would they yeah. watch it? I mean, there's not one fat fuck that's got a fucking 
an all elite shirt that that plays on the internet all day. That it's that's all like that's that's real America right there. Genuine fans who 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 cared about the outcome. That was that was some really really good stuff. Uh, the crowd lost it. They they it was like the rock and roll were there and won. Uh, I will say, let me remind it's you, it's like the favorite team match. just won the Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah, it was a non-title match, and right. they won, and they proved that they could not only hang with the Midnight Express, who's one of the best teams in the world at that point, but they also could defeat them, which leads to even more intrigue because then it's like, whoa. They took them to the limit and won. What's going to happen at the clash? Doc, you got anything else before we keep going? The only nit on this, and it is tiny, is that we used to always talk about non-title matches back in the day, but there were more than we thought. I agree. There were more than we thought. Harper, do you have anything else before we keep going? The only thing is I remember seeing stuff like this and thinking, damn, imagine if it was a title match. Mm Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they have gotten the contracts on? Right. Man, imagine if the belts were on the line. They could have we could have new tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean I bet they get it all, I bet they get this all worked out for the clash though. Yeah, I think so. I I I bet I think you're right. Um Doc, did you have anything the the Fantastics are in studio? Did you have anything from their promo? I thought it was really meat and potatoes. It's standard issue. I mean, they did everything but say we're not here to pl- we're here to stay, not here to play. Right. I don't yeah, want people. Go ahead, Hawk. They you're way over, but no one Jim Jim Crockett Productions. Say that again. The they mentioned the NWA, but not you know the actual promotion. I bet oh, somebody. I bet somebody helped him out with that later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> back. Somebody told him something. Yeah. Because I, I'm I, thinking. I, well, they. They've they've wrestled in NWA territories, so this isn't the first time being in the NWA. I'm I'm betting someone named Dusty Rhodes in the back told them something about making sure they mentioned Jim Crocker promotions. Yeah. All right, y'all ready to go to Gary Hart and Al Perez? Here we look go. At, look at that. Just and I say this with the most respect. Look at that <laughs> motherfucker. Imagine what kind of car you think he fucking drives. Imagine what kind of <laughs> night. Imagine what kind of knife he's going to pull on. Right. <laughs> Hopper, what kind of car does he drive? He uh, drives a black fucking Cadillac. Brand fucking new. That's what he drives. What's and the smell and like? The, he put an air freshener in that because he doesn't like new car smell and it just says pussy on. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer uh, I prefer the smell of pussy to new car smell. <laughs> You I'm going to play this. You see, Lance can't say shit like that, huh? I, I, I guess not. <laughs> All right, I'm going to play this. Let's listen to Gary Hart. Keep in mind, this is very short, and we're going to hear more from him later. But I want to play it since this is his first promo in the promotion. Ladies and gentlemen, with me is Gary Hart. And before we came on the air, Gary, one of the fans yelled over, you're a genius, and that he is. This man has had some of the greatest wrestlers under your leadership. I've been very fortunate in my professional career to have one of the very finest careers going as a manager. As you know well that I have brought many wrestlers into the Atlanta area. But I believe without a shadow of a doubt what you're going to see on Superstation TBS and Crockett Promotions now, Al Perez, the Latin heartthrob, without a doubt, it is the best man that I have ever had. 
two reasons to be here. Reason number one, United States heavyweight title presently owned by Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. I've referred to him as Marilyn Monroe of the wrestling business. What I have is a wrestling machine surpasses anything that I have ever had. And in the very near future, right here on the Superstation TBS, you are going to get a chance to see the Latin heartthrob. Without a doubt, he is the greatest Latin that has ever appeared anywhere in professional wrestling. And you people are going to have a chance, so just stay steady. And also, Dusty, shine that belt up, brother, because we're going to get it from you. Thank you. It's lovely to be back. All right. Thank you, Gary Hart. Now, fans, let's go to the ring. Just looking at Gary Hart, he just looks like he can murder me with his bare hands. But Doc, yeah, but, but, he's, but, but the subtle thing he's doing out there is he thanked him for talking to him. And that he's been very fortunate in his career. That's what makes it even more diabolical is that he's not just hitting you over the head with his evil yet. It's, it's well, he seemed awful polite. I bet you Gary Hart's probably choked somebody out with a fucking... Uh... With a, a guitar string, dude, once or twice. <laughs> well, I mean, he had stabbed the missing link by this point, so. Uh, Wait a minute! I, I didn't. I don't guess I knew that story. What? You don't know the story about him, um, the the no. link going after him and him stabbing him. A world class. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Yeah, that I don't remember. What I just year all I know yeah. about Gary Hart is that he used to work in world-class, and he wrote the most expensive wrestling book in the history of Doc, you never heard that? I don't know. I hear lots of stuff. Okay. Too many chair, too right. many chair shots. All right. Let's uh, keep it moving. Uh, Shane Douglas defeats Big Bear Collie. Hopper, anything from it? When I first saw this, I thought, oh, this must be when, like, Scott Norton got started. And then I saw the guy, like, actually – try to throw a clothes on I'm like okay this is not him like, this I thought kinda... the same thing and like once I saw the guy like like have to do shit I'm like no like this guy doesn't know what you know he don't know He's... what the fuck right yeah yeah alright so with that said Doc do you have anything or can we go to Dusty now we can go to Dusty now let's go to Dusty here it is ladies and gentlemen this man a living legend also, the winner of last year's Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup, along with his partner Nikita Koloff. But Dusty, what about Al Perez and Gary Hart? Well, you got to address first days first. First days all when somebody comes out here named Gary Hart, who for many, many years has been a thorn in the side of Dusty Rose and You have to address the fact that Gary Hart is back in the National Wrestling Alliance and is no longer for the regional club. You know what I'm talking about? Al Perez now, great champion, great Latin athlete. I have seen him that he is, but has to address the fact, too, that now it is not regional, brother. It is nationwide. And if you come out here on this television, in public, if you will, and say, Dusty Rose, we're here after you, I have to address that situation. And I will when it confronts me. Other things on my mind at Jim Cracker Seymour Memorial Cup is Nikita Koloff and Dusty Rose, the American Dream. Last year, million-dollar winner. I had so much money coming out of my pocket last year. I went out and bought limousines. I ate. I spent it on women. I ran around. I drank cases of milk after cases of milk. For all you children out there, I was heavy-duty money-wise. 
But now then it comes around again. So on the 22nd, we got to get to the finals in Greensboro on the 23rd. And Nikita Koloff Superpower is ready, baby. Nikita gonna be back here real soon saying hello to everybody. Now addressing the third thing is the Superstation. The Superstation. Ted Turner's boss. Dusty Rose, the American Dream. And the Brothers of the Road, the Road Warriors, on the 27th, 4 o'clock in the evening. Bob Wire around the ring, and that is that calf killing Bob Wire, Jack. That's like if a lady was walking by my ranch and had on a nice looking pair of pantyhose and just swiveled up to it, I'd be able to see New York City from there. That's the kind of Bob Wire that it is. So the Road Warriors now, they are mad, you know what I mean? They are downright angry. They are really mad. I got a word for it. Two words. Y'all know what it is when somebody gets mm-mm. You know what I mean? So now the Dusty Rose, the McAdoo, Power the Pain. Ivan Koloff's going to have to pay on the 27th on this television in public. In public. Can you imagine that? Because I know one thing that Ivan Koloff ain't wearing no pantyhose. So when it reaches down and grab a hold of him, it's going to get that old skin and go ping pong. So now that I have addressed the nation, thus the road the American dream, got one thing left for you. It's been about four or five years since I gave everybody a million dollar smile. You know what I'm talking about? This, this is the patent. Gary Hart, this is for you, daddy. The million dollar kick out Perez booty, million dollar smile. Yeah, how about that, Michael Jordan? <laughs> There's only one, the American dream. United- Jesus Christ. Doc, what do you have from that? Man, I had two notes. One is, I do like him, even though I miss regional promotions, taking a shot at the region. You know, hey, you're coming up here from the regionals, implying that they're big time. And they got to do that because they're in a war with, oh, wait, I'm getting drowsy. Hold on. Sting came on. Um, Okay. Keep keep, keep going. They're in a war with Vince. But my other thought through all of this is how much better would the promotion be served right now if they got that U.S. title off of Dusty and onto somebody who could really use it? I mean, right now it should be on what? Luger? Wyndham? Sting? Sting? Maybe Sting. Um... I mean, they've got, they've got a, a, right now, they got a babyface crew. It's hot. I mean, you know. Well, so that anyway, was the that, dream. That was my thought. Hopper, do you have anything else? I like how he, he described the barbed wire. Because you know people are like, well, fuck, I've seen a barbed wire fence in a country. Who gives a fuck? But he he described it as calf killing. And if that barbed wire can kill a fucking calf, then fuck, that's just got to be, you know, serious fucking barbed wire. That's not your yeah, standard he, barbed wire. Yeah, he did describe it well. I will say this. I guess he's moved on from the confidential envelope. Oh, whoa. What happened there? Oh, yeah, it's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Larry's a Bisco. So, Larry I, fucking belt. 
didn't he? Larry what? I wasn't Larry uh, saying he wanted to get the, the uh, title from Dusty and, and all that? Yeah, he had been saying he was going to get the U.S. title, but they don't really, I don't think, they're, they're not about to do anything with that. I mean, but the whole thing with the confidential envelope, I, I'm going to tell you, like I told you and Lance, I, I know y'all were saying, you know, y'all thought they maybe was going to pull the plug on it because it was just too much and they were insinuating that it was, you know, homosexuality that they had evidence of. And I'm telling you, I, I really believe that they evidently or supposedly had pictures of dusty with a black woman. And that's why they bailed on ever showing or talking about the envelope. Cause uh, I mean, I, I actually think like they're not, they didn't talk about the envelope here. I think that envelope thing is dead at this point. I think this is when Damn. they move on from it. So they went all in weeks talking about that goddamn envelope and then nothing is <laughs> poof. Nothing ever comes of it. There you go. As sting comes out, and uh, defeats Joe Cruz, and then he cuts a promo. And Doc, what did you think? Did you enjoy Sting getting the boots put to him, Doc? Okay. Harper, do you have anything from Sting right here? I thought he was kind of lazy with his face paint. It's just one color. Harper's critiquing the face paint. Gotta do I something just, with this know. horse shit. Look at him. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> All he's doing is howling at the moon like a moron. <laughs> so they talk to Sting for a few seconds, and then they throw it to Flair versus Ricky Santana, a match where Sting runs in to help, and this ends up with Sting getting some boots put to him. Uh, I don't think you're four, man. That'll hurt you. Do you have anything else from this, Hopper? No. Yeah, that's when he runs in to help out. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Flair, and then he gets his ass beat. What you got, uh, Doc? Well, it's a it's a good piece of this because they're going back and forth with the storytelling, and we're leading into the clash. And I thought you told me a couple of years ago that no that Flair never beat anybody with a figure four. No, that was something you said. Oh. So let's keep Rick moving. Is, Rick, you can look at get, look at that look that Rick gave Sting. You're in my ring now. But then here comes Sting. Nah, man. There he is. He's fucking hawking up. Flair talking to him the whole time, too. Telling him what to do. But, you could see it. But the, yeah. He's going to do that for 45 straight minutes at the Clash. That's exactly <laughs> what happens in that match at the Clash. If you ever hear them talk about that match, Sting tells you everything. He's like, Rick, talk to me the whole time. <laughs> And everything that you see the people pop for was all Rick in that match. Craziness. But what a oh no. So here's the thing. What happens if Sting gets Rick in that hold with the title on the line? Better tune in and see. Yeah, you better right. tune in. It's on free shit's on free TV, man. There's the shoe. <laughs> JJ's so great. Just popped off his shoes so they could get some color on this asshole. He's fantastic. He really is. All right. Let's keep moving. Um, After Stink gets beat down, we then go to the studio. And let me see if I can get to it here real quick. So here's the thing. Did they cut him or did did Rick just hardway him? Or do you think Sting bladed himself? That's a good question. I don't know. I never heard stories of Sting not wanting to 
you know, gig himself. He's just green. He's just green, you know. Eh, he's been wrestling for a few years. Yeah, right? he's yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'd call him well, too green. You certainly don't see Tully hook up the belt sander like you would have in 1985, but whatever. True. Hopper, anything else from Sting's beatdown? Nah. Let's go to Jim Crockett Jr. and Jim Cornette, who does a run-in. The Major League of Professional Wrestling. Here is Mr. Jim Crockett Jr., president of Jim Crockett Promotions. Thank you, Tony. We'll remind the folks about April 22nd, 23rd, the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup. The world's heavyweight champion will defend his title on Saturday, April the 23rd, as he traditionally does. Okay. On Sunday, March the 27th, 4 p.m. Eastern, we've added another great match to that card. The U.S. Tag Team Champions, the Midnight Express, will defend their titles against the Fantastics. And again, I want to remind everybody that we'll have limited commercial interruption of this great two-and-a-half-hour program. Wait a minute. Hold on. And thank you very much. Okay, thank you, Mr. Crockett. Easy, guys, easy. Would you guys settle down for What you going to do? Go back here and take some speech therapy, huh? Can I say that the match we just saw was fantastic? It really was. You can't say nothing. I don't want to hear about the Fantastics. Let me tell you, do you think the Fantastics deserve a title match, huh? There's no doubt in my mind. I'll tell you what they deserve. They deserve to be horsewhipped. They deserve to be shot. They don't deserve a title match. That wasn't a fluke win. That wasn't even a lucky win. That wasn't an accident. I'll tell you what that was. It was a fix, brother. Jimmy Crockett, that little fumble mouth idiot, and the NWA board of directors and everybody else has been trying to find some way to ruin these men's reputation. Crockett Cup time coming up. We've been wanting to be seated number one, and everybody's trying to stop that. Everybody's trying to take the U.S. tag titles. Everybody is trying to keep the best in tag team wrestling down. So they go out there to the McMartin Daycare Center out there in California, and they get those two little grinning, simpering, fool, blithering, idiot geeks of Fantastics, those adorable, luscious people, and they bring them out, they put them in the ring with the Midnight Express, they pay off the timekeeper, they pay off the referee, they pay off every fan in the stands, and they get a cheap victory over the Midnight Express in the non-title match. Well, let me tell you something, Jimmy Crockett. We're going to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to have my mother's attorneys on it. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get that decision reversed. The board of directors, all the referees, all the people in the stands, they're all going to be served civil papers because I'm hot and I'm taking everybody to court. But let me tell you something fantastic, you two little punks. You make me sick to my stomach. You make me want to puke my toenails up. What you have done is you have gone and gotten in a ring with the greatest tag team in wrestling, men who have been working to build the reputation that they've built in the National Wrestling Alliance for three years, night after night, week after week, month after month, year after year, against the greatest tag teams in professional wrestling. They've been world tag team champions. They've been United States tag team champions. They have made news and headlines all over the country and all over the world, and you go in that ring, Fantastics. And you try to destroy their reputation in one night. Well, let me tell you something. For being part and parcel of the fiasco, Fantastics, Bobby Tommy Rogers, you grinning little goose. I want to see you grin when you've got no teeth in your mouth. I want to see you in that ring again. And this time, we're going to teach you the lesson of your lives, punks. We're going to open up a little college of wrestling knowledge. It ain't going to be beautiful, Bobby. It's going to be Professor Eaton. It ain't going to be Sweet Stan. It's going to be Professor Lane and Fantastics. We're not going to beat you. We're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to humiliate you. We're going to finish you off and teach you the lesson of your lives. And I will guarantee you it's going to happen. You punks are going to pay for it. Your future is looking very, very dim.
Let's go to the ring. This is JR right here. Well, I'll tell you, you had your hands filled there, Tony. Boy, Mr. Crockett came right out here and got some people mad, didn't he? <laughs> Cornette, I mean, Jim Ross. Boy, you got your hands full there, Tony. Uh, Hopper, uh, what you got from that? I like it when Tony looks at what he's writing, then he looks at Bobby like, you know, what the fuck you doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Tony <laughs> looked at him like those are my. That's my only copy of my notes, you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Tony looked. Tony looked at Bobby Eaton like, dude. This is a national broadcast, a big time wrestling promotion, and you're over there fucking with my notes, and that's my only copy. Now I can't read shit that I got written down that I need to remember and recite. What the Tony fuck, was like, man? Tony's like, look, Bobby. JR's over here trying to stab me in the back, and now you're writing on my notes. Come on, this shit's hard <laughs> enough as it is. And, and the and funny part was you you could you could see Tony the way he's eyeballing him. Like, come on, dude, why are you messing with my shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. then Stan's just there checking out all the bitches. Yeah. Looking ridiculous at it too. <laughs> Hopper, anything else? Well, you know, as I'm watching the, the fucking piles of pain destroy these guys, I forgot the part when uh, it, during the, uh, the varsity club match when you hear uh, Jim Ross go, oh, shit. And they didn't you said out. that? Yeah. I rewinded it twice. It's when he... Uh, it's the 7-18 mark. It's when he picks the guy up and he like uh, slams him into the uh, the corner upside down. All right, let's see if this is it. I hate to go back, but damn, fuck. Let's see if he says it. Here it is. Am they may be amateurs. I'm sure he's not paying them a lot of money. Yeah, why? Maybe semi pros. We never know what they're gonna do next, and that is midsection first oh, right to the top turnbuckle. I don't know. Hold on. Let's see. Really got clipped that. We never know what they're going to do next. And that is midsection first right to the top. It was close. He probably said situation. You think that's what he said? No, he said, oh, man. Yeah, it was close. That's Mike's way, non-confrontational way of saying, Harper, you're wrong, but I don't want to tell you that right now because I don't want to be mean to you. No, you really can't tell. It sounds like he says, oh, it's hard to tell. I tell you what, when they come back from commercial in this Powers of Pain match, watch Barbarian boot this motherfucker straight in the mouth. Not right there. Yeah. The next one. He's going to put... He, he he is about to put the heel of his foot in this poor bastard's mouth before he goes to the outside. Here it comes. Uh, Maybe it was, maybe it was uh, Warlord that did it. This poor sap, he gets... Dude... I'm trying to figure out if he had teeth after this. Here hey, you want to know how old Jim Crockett was back there when he came out? How old was he? How old? 43. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. I don't buy that. So while we're waiting for this spot to happen, the powers of pain defeat Max MacGyver and Bob Rill. Here it is. Dude. Oh no, <laughs> dude! So, he put the fucking sole of his shoe in his tonsils. 
God. <laughs> At least it wasn't the 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 point of his boot, you know. I hope they sure. got to look at it. I hope they ex- flipped him an extra twenty dollar bill for the dental work. <laughs> um, anything else from the powers of pain right there, Hopper? Nah. Doc, you? No. All right, so then we go to a, a Paul Jones Powers of Pain promo. I don't have anything from it. Um, just kind of promoting what's going on. Yeah. And responding to the barbed wire match. Harper, sounds like you agree. Doc, what about you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with Harper on that one. All right. Ron Simmons defeats Trent Knight. Doc, you got anything from that? No. Harper? No. Look fucking good. Uh-oh. Ron... Ron, Ron looks good, man. He's a. Uh, he looks like been, a fucking. He looks the part right here. Wait, let Hopper finish. Hopper, what'd you say? He looks the part. He does look the part. What did you say, Doc? He should have been a horseman here. That would have been great. God, it would have been great. Put a little yeah, horseman. a black horseman. That'll be the day. You just wait, Mister Crockett. I'm going to clean up this wrestling promotion. <laughs> That's right. He's going to go to the WWE. WWE. <laughs> I don't know if people realize Harper just What's that from? of Mayor Goldie Wilson. I'm going to yeah. clean up this town. You can start by sweeping the floor. Yeah. Mayor I'm, Goldie I'm colored Wilson. Mayor. That'll be the day. Wow. <laughs> Let's go to Ric Flair and J.D. Dillon right here. They got something to say. On the 27th, the world heavyweight champion will defend his title against Sting. In the meantime, he's got to hold on to it, though. Well, the thing is, I hear Sting come out here a little earlier in the program today, and every time I look at him and he goes, whoa, his mouth is like that, which gives me a kind of an indication of what his IQ must be. It must be right about the same around zero, because anybody that messed with a horseman like he did, sticking his nose in a match in which he had no business even getting involved in, and what he got was just a taste of what he could get if he doesn't get in line and stand at attention. He got slapped around, got his head busted open, Mr. Blanchard tapped him a few times, and then Mr. Flair dropped a knee on him, and if he had any intelligence at all, champ, he'd shut his mouth and just be thankful that you were gracious enough just to give him an opportunity. What'd he do? And what he was doing a couple years ago, He'd run to his old man, he'd say, Dad, let me have the keys to the car because I want to get lost in the heat of the night. You see, Sting, you stood out here as if nothing happened. You tried to make the world think that what we did to you in Louisville, Kentucky, never happened. Keep in mind, kid, it was just a start. The scar on your head, I was there when the doctors pulled the stitches through I was there a hundred feet away. So don't tell me you hated it. You can't live with it because you know that what comes out of this mouth, buddy, woo, is as good as gold. And I'm telling you that on the 27th of this month, Greensboro, North Carolina, Four o'clock in the afternoon, you, my friend, are going to find out firsthand, above all else, why there is only one, one world's heavyweight wrestling champion. One man 
that everybody knows to be the best. Whether you like them or don't like them, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he's wrestled everybody in the world. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 60 minutes, it makes no difference. I'm the best there is. And pal, part of my life is putting my reputation on the line each and every night. Woo, I live for the thrill of the chase. The 27th, the biggest sporting event I've ever been involved in. How about you? Millions of viewers all over the world. WTBS, Jim Crockett, Ric Flair, Sting, Dusty Rhodes, the Road Warriors, the Powers of Pain, Luger, Wyndham, Anderson, Blanchard, the Midnight Express, the Fantastics, the best this sport has to offer. Right there before millions of viewers. And Sting, keep this in mind, pal. All you gotta do is walk that aisle and beat this. And you're in the record books. Now, the 23rd of April, Jim Crockett is making it possible again. Please, please bring forth another opponent because I love being recognized as the best. That means I beat the best each and every day. Ladies and gentlemen, come in. All right, Doc, what you got? Well, you ain't going to see that motherfucker down at GameStop. I'll tell you that shit right now. Yeah. He looks like the champ. He sounds like the champ. He wrestles like the champ. And, oh, by the way, he's got the strap. Dude, that was awesome. He broke that shit down for, for Sting and let Sting know what this what Tom it really was and what this was all about. And then, just for good measure, he, he just rattled down all the talent and said, this is why we're the best. We're going to do this shit in front of millions of people. You're not ready for this. <laughs> Hopper, what'd you have from it? He puts his reputation on the line every night. That was fucking great. You know what gets me about Rick is, you know, Hopper went on a tirade earlier about, you know, these guys who don't look like wrestlers and whatnot. But with Rick, you actually thought you were listening to the real world champion when he's out there cutting those promos. You're Wait, like, mm-hmm. hold on. He is the, what do you mean? That's I what I mean. No, that's what I mean. It's like you hear him cut these promos, talking people into the building week in and week out, and you're like, that motherfucker was the world champion, and we believed he was the world champion, and we felt figured he was a slimy bastard because he cheated to keep that belt. But at the end of the day, you were like, he's got talent too, and he looks like a wrestler. Like he... You just believed in him. Like, it's hard to describe to somebody who doesn't get it, but you're like, I believe him. And Sting's a big dude and is a badass, but I don't know, bro. This is Rick. I mean, if Sting walks that aisle, can he really beat him? I don't know. That was like the thing I took from that. But earlier, but you know, all that's talk. But earlier we saw Sting get him in that Scorpion Deathlock. How could he get out of that? I mean, that's the story. Yeah, I'm. And they're in the cage. And when they get in the cage, no, there's they're no not in the cage at the clash. Yeah, but they get into a cage. They're not in a cage at the clash. Um, JJ Dillon, I think, is in a cage. He's up high. Oh. He's up high, hanging in Betty Lou. Right. 
Oh, okay. Sting, now, I will say this. Sting and Rick, and this will be a little, this may, may spoil it a little bit for somebody who ain't seen it, but Sting and Rick, they're not in a cage, but there's not shenanigans in that match. That's what makes it great. We're going to talk about that for real. Yeah, for real. We, we're going to talk about that. But all right, Hopper, you got anything else from Ric Flair right there? No. All right. Let's keep it moving. We got a, a match. Dear God. Um uh, <laughs> The Road Warriors come out. They pummel El Negro and Steve Atkinson. These El guys... Negro was stretching on the ropes when he got caught. <laughs> so here's what I want to say about that. We've joked about the Warriors for three years now about how they come in and pummel these people and the guys just stand there like bobbleheads waiting for them to attack. Well, these guys took it to a different level. El Negro and Steve Atkinson, they are the first ones that I can remember that actually physically had their backs turned to Hawk and Animal when they came in to destroy them. Um, they beat the piss out of these people. Uh, Hopper, you got anything else from it? Do, do they ever start a match with a lockup? No. <laughs> not on Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> That's not happening, bro. I mean, they just coming <laughs> in for the attack and kill. But... They just murder these two. Doc, you got anything from it? I'd like to say it's because the, the, they're ready to kill the powers of pain, but this is just what they do. It It is. It's just what they do. They just beat the piss out of these dudes. It's, it's unreal. But, man, they pummel these two. They win quickly. They cut a promo after. Animal talks about the six-man tag between them uh, with Dusty versus the powers of pain and Ivan in the barbed wire. Uh, Hawk is telling rhymes. It's kind of funny. It's not really a great promo. It's it's got a, some comedy to it, but I don't know. Hopper, you got. I wasn't gonna play it. You got anything from it? I like when he said it's it's gonna be like the uh, night of the living dead. We're gonna be living, and you're gonna be dead. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doc, you got anything from it? The night of the living dead, and you're gonna be dead. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so they keep going. They play the slam, spam slam of the week. It goes to Hawk from the Road Warriors for press slamming some poor sap. Uh, they then go from that to a promo where it's uh, Barry and Lex, and Barry talks about the tag match that he and Lex will have against Tully and Arn. Um, I got a note at the one eleven fifty eight mark. Let me see if I can get to it, uh, where I think Hopper was ready to Hopperize this broad. Is in my notes. Oh, God. Yeah. You were, Hopper? You ready to Hopperizer? They had a couple of them like that during this promo. Uh-oh. Then they had, like, her. Mm. Like, dude, bro, she's like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, boy. Nah, that, okay. chick, that chick is trying real young. hard. To, that Yeah, first of all, she's young. And she also looks like she might be like a fourth of a chromosome short. Uh, uh, What's that on, mean? Bruh. She don't look bad. Okay. She looks like someone you see on TV, like on no. like Who's the Boss or something. Yeah, on live live PD. It's wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Notice so, the well, sweat start to notice the sweat start to happen. Jesus Christ, I know, huh? I can't, I can't focus on anything anymore. Dude, I can't either. Every time I see a Luger promo now, I'm just waiting for the sweat to start pouring. Thanks, Hall. Yeah, he's just sitting out there sweating and pawing <laughs> his dick. <laughs> Paw in his dick. Paw in his cock. It's nice. 
Oh, okay, man. so boy, you can see it, it's starting to really beat up around his lips. There, he's starting to get he's starting to get hot, but not in the right way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I draw a parallel here because I you're right. It was supposed to be Luger first here before staying on the conveyor belt of baby. Is that Yay! your girl, Harper? Is that yours, yeah. Mike? That's Mike's girl. Okay. Sure, keep going, Doc. So, he reminds me of the same kind of character as early primetime Brian Lee in Smoky Mountain. Lex does? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, is there something there, but it just doesn't yeah. quite do it for you? It doesn't connect with me. It's not. He's, yeah. Look at the sweat, though. Jesus. <laughs> He's not bad, though, right there, right, Hopper? He's not really glistening. Just no. Yet. That's not the worst that we've seen him. But he was dry when he started. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a because literal, he hasn't done anything. It's a literal transformation right before your eyes. So this isn't... It's this like isn't. watching a tadpole turn into a frog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. Look, his tail's falling off and he's, he's starting to grow feet. Man, look at that sweat. Oh, man. So anyway. I mean, look um, at them. They, they're trying to talk them into the building and Damn. talk people into watching the tag match. And and uh, Lex went on for too long here. Would you agree with that, Hopper? I mean, look at him. See, look, now he's starting to really sweat. <laughs> I mean, look, it's rough. look at his forehead. Rock, it's like, don't get near me. You're sweaty. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doc, any other thoughts on Lex right there? No, he swam off. Swam off. <laughs> they go to Al Perez, who defeats Tony Suber with a spinning leg lock toehold. Jim Ross on commentary says, this man, talking about Gary Hart, is an evil genius, and Al Perez may be his best find yet. Perez, for everything people like to say about him, bad or not really liking him, and I tell you what, he looks like a million bucks. I will give it Dude, that. I had yeah. no here. I had a note here that said Al Perez looks like a million bucks. What do people say about him? I literally don't know the, the answer to that. I, um, I think people just kind of look at him and they, they, it's not that they think he's bad. It's just that they think, eh, you know, he was all right. Right. He has no sizzle. Yeah. There's nothing, um, no sizzle like Harper just said. The, the meat is, there's no sizzle on a steak, but he was good. He, you know, the problem with him more than anything was I feel like he started I mean we got him in mid south uh well, 84 85 right so but he in my opinion he missed a real hot part of like mid south so like he missed, he, the real, part, he missed the real hot part of world class then he went to Florida where he missed the hot part down there right so he was like uh, <laughs> he, he was, he was around for the territories like, like but he most was people of his ethnicity he was just always a little bit late Oh, Jesus. Come <laughs> on, Doc. <laughs> you know who he looks don't, like? No, no, no. Don't take that the wrong way. Latin cultures just move slower. They're not as time-bound as we are. Yeah, you know a lot about Latin culture. You're 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 a Caucasoid, and you're married to a Caucasoid. He went to what Mexico. What mean? Right, I went down there and, and lived with the... I lived in, in amongst the indigenous people Look, for a week. just because you went yeah. and said hola and adios 500 times to Felipe and Rosa... <laughs> Doesn't mean you know anything about Latin culture, so I think you ought to, you know, hit the brakes, uh, Pedro. All right, 
<laughs> Thanks. <laughs> what you got from Al Perez? He looks like uh, he he looks like to me a Latin version of Flying Brian. That's with, a good one. And good. he looks like uh, Mark Marrow he, without he, all the little Richard to him. Yeah, that's a good. He comparison. resembles Mark Marrow, and he looks like a, a Latin version of of uh, Flying Brian filming. I really sat there thinking again trying to access my brain with him in world class. Why didn't this guy make a million dollars? Because it was the dying years of world class, Doc. Dying being the operative word. Bruh, I mean, people don't want to realize That's this nice. about world class. Pe- pe- Let me tell you something about world class. A lot of world class fans, they got their set their their head in the sand on world Uh-oh. class. What? I'm going to tell you right now, rewatching it, and we're in the middle of 1984, I'm tired of the free birds and Von Erics. Damn, you, you sound like Lance. Harper, it's been going on since December of 82. We're almost two years into it. Can we play another card? We gotta card? get that shit in. No, dude, it's... The, the record is starting to break. It's starting to scratch. Yeah. That's my point. <laughs> now, I'm not saying it's bad, but my point is to the point Doc's just making about, about world class. Man... You get past 85, 86, and then, you know, he's there then. Al Perez is like, eh. And here's the thing. They were running through some big names. You had Rick Rude. You had Al Perez. You had Gino. Right. You, had, you restocked at a high level. Mick Foley came in, didn't he? When was that? The problem is, Doc, the territories were dying, so they were on life support. Man, also look at that. Look at that, man. He's standing there ready to fuck all the white bitches. And Gary Hart will slice it. Their boyfriends first. That's <laughs> nice, Doc. Dude, Speaking Gary of, Hart looks like a Gary Hart's a scary looking dude, man. Now he, I he looks like, like he has a fucking razor in his fucking He does. Uh, he did motherfucker the switchblade. That's what we're saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He got that blade in his pocket ready ready to slice a some bitch. Now <laughs> This is some he when he talks about Al Perez being swell, that wasn't great, but he's about to call Dusty Virgil. This yeah. is fucking fantastic. <laughs> I put this on my Twitter and tweeted it out. So you, you gotta go look for it if you didn't see it, but this is great. Let's go to it now. So Al Perez does defeat Tony Suber. And go I ahead, look Albert. at uh I look at Crockett's face and see if he was if you see him kinda respond to it. Like, oh, fuck, he said, you know. Virgil. <laughs> Virgil, yeah. Yeah, let's look at it. So here it is. All right, now we get to see him. Al Perez, Gary Hart. He say, this man is the best find yet for you. This guy, without a doubt, is the premier wrestler in the profession today. I don't care what anybody wants to say, and I know they've stood here at this podium before David Crockett and talked about the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Well, your time has come, Virgil. The day of the American dream is quickly and surely coming to a rapid end. Because I want you to look at him, Dusty, and I want you to know you have beaten the grace in professional wrestling. You have beat them all. But this one here is the best piece of work that has come along in professional wrestling in a long, long time. And remember, Dusty, he not only can walk that walk, he can talk that talk, and he is your master. 
and you talking about your million dollar smile sticking on your ugly, nasty face. This is the man that's gonna erase, erase the smile, take away your American title, and make you an article of ridicule in the greatest wrestling alliance known to man, the NWA, and is that a natural fact? Well, let me tell you something. I want everybody out there to know, with the titles that I've held before in the past, I'm up for that U.S. title. Dusty Rhodes, you're a living legend. But right now, it's time for you to step aside and let the best take it. Because your legend is time to come to an end. Let me say something too, ladies. He kisses, but he don't tell. And he is so swell. So Dusty, show the people. TBS, Superstation, Crockett Promotion. Jump in on him, would you? And if he can't, do it. I jump off top the highest tire in Atlanta. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Fans coming up next, Jim Cornette. Well, we couldn't see Crockett when he called him Virgil, but Harper, what did you have yeah. from this? I thought, wait, he called him Virgil. That's just something you you didn't do at all. So here's a here's a question for, for both of y'all. Um, nobody... The boys in the back knew, and everybody knew, but nobody watching knew. That's what I'm saying. The the average person sitting in front of our house, sitting sitting in their living room watching this on the TV, they're like, "What? Who who the fuck's Virgil?" <laughs> I think he means Dusty, honey. Yeah. No. I I I that I memorized the line, man. He's like, "Your time has come, Virgil." <laughs> I was like, "Shit." <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> All right, Gary. And see, Gary's such a badass, man. You know, I'm wondering if Dusty even told him anything. Let me tell you, I was also, Gary. Well, I was also don't wondering. Be, don't be saying if... my name on TV like that, boy. <laughs> I was Whoop wondering if they should have maybe they should have maybe not had Al Perez talk the first week. Add some Maybe so. To it. Yeah. yeah. But I tell you what, Gary Hart's a good promo, Doc. You damn right he mm-hmm. is. You you gonna tell me you gonna tell me he's not believable? Oh my God, he's so believable. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. All right. Any other thoughts, Hopper, on uh, Gary Hart right there? He just seems real. Oh whoa whoa. Yeah, that's a slingshot outside the ring, pal. No, Cornette just just gave a body slam, and then yeah, Corny body, goes he, in. Corny starts trying to get a five star match out of the deal. <laughs> he's so, oh man. These midnights are not happy, pal. So what Doc is talking about? Because you two do this shit all the time. Since I'm sharing my screen, you just start talking. About we love wrestling nobody. so much that when we see it happen, we just get excited, man. We're just well, energized. Gotta, yeah. We're energized. And, the Midnight Express are in there against Mike Jackson and Alan Martin, and Mike Jackson takes that big bump over the top rope after Eaton slingshots him out to the outside, and Cornette then body slams Mike Jackson on the floor. That's what Harper was going whoa, whoa, whoa to. Also, Cornette and JR are great on commentary. Cornette calls Shivani a no-talented bum and says that the only thing Shivani can do is have ugly kids. That's a hell of a <laughs> rib in 1988. <laughs> We all know as a shoot, Shivani had a bunch of kids, 
And for Corny to go there was just like, well, damn, Corny. Did you really have to say that about that man's children? But, Harper, what did you have from Corny on commentary or anything else in the match? Yeah, I thought that was funny when he was making fun of his kids. That was fantastic. Fan-fucking-tastic, <laughs> man. I got to give credit to that. That was great. All right. Uh, Doc, anything else from the match that the Midnights do win here? Well, I like it because the, the Midnights are ramped up here. They are hot. They're angry. They're not happy about what's going on. Corny is enraged. He's even doing moves. And then I'm assuming we're going to segue here to Eaton just takes this guy by the head and just, what's up, y'all? Throws the wow. shit out of the way. <laughs> the podium and knocks fucking Alan Martin for a sliding tackle and then says, get your face <laughs> in this camera, boy. They're just, they're hot, man. They're angry because they don't not, they don't like what's happened. They are and mad. We, and then we, and I believe them. And here's, but so here's the, the fantastics to get one more promo in. They shouldn't have done that. This was, I thought this was a good finish because what they do is they roll the fantastics back out and they talk about the clash and challenging the midnight for the titles. And then Cornette comes out and then the midnight come out. And then before you know it, it's an all out brawl. Uh, yeah. going crazy. They're throwing chairs. Corny is swinging for the fences with his racket. Tommy Rogers throws a drop kick on the floor. Uh, JR's exact words was, this is an old-time Pier 6 brawl. I thought the finish of this week's episode was phenomenal, going off hot like this. Harper, what'd you have? I thought this was great. I mean, because you never saw this happen on here. Right. This is how I you, agree. You know, how many times have we said in the last – two and a half years or whatever it is we've been doing this shit that, uh, man, they should have gone off the air right then. They should have gone off the air right then. Mm -hmm. This was the way to go off the air. This was perfect. It was hot. I believe that these teams are now have a, a personal issue to settle. It's per, it's now gotten personal. And guess what? There's a way to settle this shit. It's at the clash. And that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to settle it at the Clash as Cornette comes out and he's uh, screwing around with the Fantastics. It's got to be settled. Once again, go back to it. They were booked strong. They beat the Midnight fair and square. Titles weren't on the line. And now we get this at the end where there's a confrontation between them and it's a brawl. I don't know, man. I don't know if you could do it any better. So with that said, Doc, I'll throw it to you first. How are you going to rate this one? I first of all, I'm still watching the screen here because they go off the air when yeah. this shit is hot. I mean, they this is a Jr. It's breaking down, and there goes the podium. Podium's got to mm -hmm. eat it, and just fantastic, so to speak. Uh, brawl to end it. It's wild. The crowd is into it. It's a pull apart. But this whole episode I thought was good. Al Perez is in, Gary Hart's in, Flair hit a promo. Um Poor old Teddy. Poor old Teddy. I I went between two ratings and at the end, I'm gonna say give me a just a good old solid straight up A. Yeah. Harper, you you agree? There you go. Let me turn that up. Yeah. Let me turn that up when he hits Bobby with that um with that Bracket. Listen to this. Regains some consciousness. Out goes Fulton. Now, boom! Oh, Goodness gracious! Right on the back with a tennis racket. <laughs> Laid him out. 
Shivani, it happens right in front of me. He's like, oh, God. Hit him on his wet back. <laughs> no, no. Don't pull. God, that looked like a. I didn't want to see what that looked like. Ugh. Man, they go off hot, though. So, all right. Doc, you gave it an A. Harper, what are you giving it? It's an A. Because it's, I mean, the the match alone with these two, with 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 these two teams that we got to see. I mean, that's an A plus right there. Yeah, this is definitely. And then you get, is... and then you get this shit. It's, it's amazing. Going. Yeah, it's amazing to me how consistently good these most of these episodes in '88 have been. Because I was expecting, oh shit, but watching them in order. Without any context other than just trying I mean, to be entertained. <laughs> he just threw a fucking st- like a, a stool. Yeah. <laughs> these, these shows have been these shows have been good for about a month now. Okay, let me turn up the volume on this. Let's listen. Here at the super station, Cornette's trying to get his team and hit for high ground. He Cornette's Teddy, swinging Teddy his racket. We talk about bad blood, bad feelings, hatred. It's all there. They're going back towards the dressing rooms here. Chairs. Everything they can pick up. They're throwing chairs. The referee was knocked Damn. down again. They're throwing all kinds of metal objects, chairs all over this place. If I'm Teddy Long, I'm getting the hell out of there, man. Brothers don't do well in situations like this. <laughs> I mean, this is this is chaos, man. There's there's five white guys and poor Teddy Long, man. What the hell? Come on, why are they abusing Teddy? Teddy I mean, ain't this nothing. looks like this is like your average day at fucking Disney World. <laughs> that video, oh Jesus! Oh. <laughs> uh, but this is some insane stuff. Um, I gotta agree. I think we're all gonna give it an A. So with that said, Doc, who are you giving your uh, Rolex to? Mm. I'm real torn here. There's a lot of contenders, and Arn Anderson never showed up. Rick was hot. Gary Hart's on the scene. Some combination of these four guys deserve it with Corny, but I don't like to split the Rolex amongst that many people. I'm going to say because of it just feels right. I'm going to say give I'm giving it to Rick for that promo about son. You still, you still don't know what this shit's about. Harper, who you want to give yours to? I'm going to give it to Gary, Gary Hart. We're calling out Virgil Runnels. Yeah. So the rock and roll are, are taking a break or what? They done left the promotion for a short while here. They, yeah. They're okay. going to be back. Yeah, they're not completely done. They'll be back. But the, are, are, are all three of these teams in a promotion at the same time? Ooh. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Now, I say that saying we're, we're in this time period now where I, I was starting to chase some stuff other than wrestling and don't really recall everything episodically, so... You know, take that for what it's worth. Uh, as I say that, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It happens. I'm not like Doc. I can admit when I'm wrong. No, I've never been. I've never run across an occasion where I needed to mm-hmm. admit being wrong. So, uh, with that said, I'm going to give out my uh, my Rolex. Before I do so, I want to remind everyone: please use the Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com/slash/bttamazon. Great way to support this show on an ongoing basis. Um, 
use it to buy anything and everything off of Amazon, including Bobby Blaze's book, Pin Me, Pay Me. Uh, but there's, again, you can get everything off of Amazon. Just use tinyurl.com slash Amazon. The link is also in the show description. The main thing about it, though, is give that link to the wives, hoes, girlfriends, side pieces in your life and tell them to use it each and every time they shop on Amazon. Also, remember, if you want the video versions of these or the Clash of Champions that we are getting ready to do, it's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Get signed up, get the clashes, get over 200 other Patreon-exclusive episodes only for patrons that are up there, and that's uh, all I got. Also, you'll get, like, early access. For example, Tracy Smothers was on the show again, and I posted the full interview a week and a half before I posted it on the free feed. So there you go. You get early access whenever there are interviews. Um, I'm going to give mine... I'm going to go in a different direction. Uh, and it wasn't that they cut a promo. It was just that they came in strong. So I got to give the Rolex to the Fantastics for that match coming in strong. The crowd was hot. Think back to when they won. Everybody went nuts and ape shit. It was a really good time in that arena. So the Fantastics are getting mine. Doc, you got any thoughts on that? I think it's it's a testament to the strength of this show and the debuts that we all gave our Rolexes to different people and i think each was warranted i agree i agree um i agree hopper uh wildcat sports uh, august 3rd what's the what's the august what's 3rd the dog next show is august 3rd where's it at what's the gym uh, name I, that, I don't know is, is it being held what's at a GameStop? no what <laughs> it's what's i don't know fuck it google it there you go. Oh. That Google that Google machine works if you do it right. That's what I was Yeah, go on do. Go on fucking Wildcat Facebook and, and type it in and it's the next show. There. Boom. So that's what you oh. say when you don't when you don't have the, 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 the new venue memorized? He's too busy working on it. He's too busy getting his guys ready for their matches to be dealing with the logistics. Hey, that's is the right, next, man. Is the is the next show on August third? That's not the finals to the tag tournament, right? No, no. That's the... Second uh, round? Yeah. Well, the show after the next one is when it's the last two teams and and they get it all. Gotcha. Okay. So, it's round two of the Wildcat Sports Tag Title Tournament. And it is at Butch Dewey Center in Kenner, There you Louisiana. go. There you go. So, Hopper doesn't know the name of his new home, but I do. Butch Dewey Center in Kenner, August 3rd, 6 p.m. bell time, or maybe 7 p.m. bell time. But you can go on Wildcat Sports and Entertainment's Facebook page to find out even further details or wildcatsports.com for tickets. I can't wait for X-Rated next year already because we had such a great time. And uh, maybe we'll drag Doc next year down, but who knows? We'll see. But, yeah, I wanted to make sure we got a Wildcat plug-in for August the 3rd since this will air about two weeks before that. So if you live in the area, go check it out. Again, Butch Dewey Center in Kenner, Louisiana. It's an old school gym. Kenner, bro. Kenner, bro. Fucking Kenner. God. Kenner, bro. I hate Kenner, bro. Kenner, bro. God, I hate that. Anyway, let's keep the show moving and hurry up and get ready to get out of here. First off, before we do so, I want to wrestle. I want to wrestle. I want to mention the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their thing every single Monday. Also want to mention our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Mike Quinn. The northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional. They give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history, the WWF, 
from many, many years ago. So yeah, check them out, OVP and the WPAN, for all of your other wrestling needs outside of what we do. Uh, Doc, you got anything before we get out of here? This was a long show in terms of Boy, us getting I'm, through Jesus this due to weather Christ. issues. Right. Jesus, what a marathon. I do have a couple of quick things, though. I want to distance from the unfortunate comments of our top patron, Blassy, Classy, Frassy, when he said he doesn't like Conrad or his programs. Um, Conrad's the podfather, man. I got nothing but, as I've, I have a long track record of having nothing but love for, for Conrad and his podcast. So I'm going to distance from those uh, most unfortunate comments that were made uh, under our all of our names by one of our listeners. Okay, Doc, whatever you say. The other thing I want to say on a real, very, very serious note that Mike should have brought up earlier because he has closer ties to this than I do, but I just want to send out some good wishes, some good vibes. I'm not going to say the thoughts and prayers because we all know that's bullshit, but I'm going to say good wishes out there to John Tatum, who this week had a couple of heart attacks, and I believe your mentor, Rod Price, was asking you know the the people around the wrestling community to keep John in his thought, Hollywood John Tatum in their thoughts. So uh, hang in there, uh, big Hollywood. Anything else, Doc? I was just trying to be nice, man. Did you ever meet John Tatum? I never did. Are you Heard a lot some... about him. Got a lot of stories. Are you going to throw out some well wishes for him? Of course. Well, that sounds well, awful sincere, you bastard. Get, get yeah. well soon, Hollywood John Tatum. Thank you. That's all I got. I'm tired. Me too. Yeah. I mean, fuck. We might Two as well hours. just stay on and do, <laughs> do I mean, Smoky, Smoky Mountain. <laughs> well, I need you to go fix your internet connection, Moon Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Hopper, hit the tagline and uh, take us home. Fuck it, bitch.
Before we get out of here, I want to thank all the patrons out there that we have who make this show possible twice a week, each and every week for free. Uh, thank you all. Thank you for your pledges. We appreciate it. And um, I can't say thanks enough. So I always like to close the show with thanking all of our patron members out there. Also, I want to thank the Hall of Fame patrons out there. Bob Richards, Michael Angel, Rocky Suazo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunifin, Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA Russell Nutt on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. Half Pints Point on Twitter, keep cutting those promos, kid, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Super Duper Hall of Famer, Mike Childry, Super Duper Hall of Famer, Kyle Riley, Super Duper Hall of Famer, disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie. Mark, I had a great time doing that Halloween Havoc 93 with you. Can't wait to do it again next year, thanks to you being a Super Duper Hall of Famer. Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Zine at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn on Twitter, um, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green III, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider 91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, Ari Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman 822, Marty Howell, T-Hog 94, Gobbled Unreal. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. And also, before I get out of here, make sure you check out my friend Mike Pru and his Bottom Line cast going through the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Just search Bottom Line cast wherever you get your podcast from. Also, don't forget on the new $5 tier besides the Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views, and I say new, it's not really a new tier at this point, but besides the Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views, you also get the ECW Livecast, which is Mike Pru and JV. They do every two weeks. They take two episodes of ECW, do it watch-along format. They play promos in the background, though, so you can get the audio as well, but it's a great show, so don't forget to download those episodes as well. It's nothing but ECW. Early ECW. It's so bad, it's good. With that said, once again, thanks to all the patrons. If you're not one, it's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. We'd appreciate it if you become one. And you guys have a great week. And until next time, you know what Hopper always says when he gets out of here. Book it, bitch.